Well, we're just going to hit record right there. We on? Welcome back. Welcome back to Industry Secrets. Oh, there it's it is. It's not a crack in a, a tall boy of Coors Light at <laughs> 10.30 in the morning. It's just an average Wednesday around here, I think. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it is Mesa. <laughs> and that beautiful voice you just heard is Chris Rogers. Good day. Uh, formal brewer of... Uh, Arizona Wilderness now at Chupacabra Tap Room and uh, Golden Pine or Sleepy Whale. Yeah, Sleepy Whale. <clears throat> yeah. No stranger to the industry, I'm sure has plenty of secrets for us. Oh man, Alex, you've been around for most of that ride anyway. <laughs> it's been like 17 years tromping through this city, so it's been yeah. Good. W- one one of my favorite things is that you are just such a, a staple icon in the industry and. Um, there's this thing where, uh, people always talk about like, well, I could base my opinion on you when, when you, uh, what movie, you know, Timothy Leary from, you know, which is, uh, or maybe it's the wrong guy, but in any case, uh, (laughs) Tim Curry, not Tim Leary, sorry, Tim Curry. But just like that, uh, I will form an opinion upon you about where you met Rogers and, (laughs) and so in the same way, you just like, as a timeline goes, it's just like Rogers is always there. Yeah. In the right place, the oh, right yeah. time. Where it's hip, where it's hot, you're going to find Rogers. Well, I think and that's just a fact. That helps start it off with certain people, you know, open up the bar, get it going, oh, and yeah. move on to the next one. If so. One could say a kingmaker. Oh, I, I like go. that. Yeah, as, uh, I remember um, when you first started with Chupacabra, um, I remember telling Eric and Trent, like, good score. Like, that's the guy to get. Oh, yeah. yeah. Yeah, that was just a random, you know, that was just supposed to be helping out. It was just supposed to be, uh, let me let me help you guys find your way. Let's get you started and going. Because you don't really know what you're doing, but you know <laughs> what you're doing. So let me just help guide that and then just blossom into two days, three days, full-time covering shifts. You know, <laughs> Bobby gets to go on vacation. I'll just stay here working. <laughs> I want to give you a big thanks for uh, for covering that Sunday. Um Ah, it's nice yep. to see all the Sunday peeps, man. It's a, it's a different crowd and it's fun. So it was funny. Like I text you. Um, so I work Sundays at Chupacabra. Chris works other days there. Um, and I had to take my distributor team out there as well as the two other owners of Chupacabra to do a little collab at my brewery in San Diego. And Chris covered all of our shifts, all the shifts at Chupa while we were gone. And on Sunday, Trent and I are playing golf and we're getting ready to go out there. And I just remember, I'm like, Oh, I got to text uh chris and ask him how sunday's going he literally just texts back interesting <laughs> <laughs> yeah man it was one of the thankfully it's you know those industry secrets like you're talking about uh you start meeting people that you actually known for years just didn't know you knew them and oh, people yeah. started bringing me little gifts because like dude you're on like day eight day nine in a row like <laughs> yeah man i'm feeling like cool we got your little sum sum here and here's a red bull to go along <laughs> yeah, with that. I'm yeah. like, thank you <laughs> Yeah, uh, good clientele is always always nice to have. It's phenomenal. I mean, well, they, uh, they, they 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 see your hard work and they 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 want to they want to raise you up, right? Help you mm-hmm. help you uh, conquer the theater that is uh, service. Yeah, there's uh, any any good local bar is you know held together by regu- good regular or regulars, right? Uh, and I've gone to a few where I've talked to uh, the buyers, the owners, the managers, and uh, just some like fucking jackass sitting at the bar and i was like who is this guy and like he's a regular wish he wasn't <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah we all have those yeah. that goes without saying um it's just that's just life you know you're gonna have those people that think you're your best friend and they're not oh yeah and you just smile and wave <laughs> and just hope that it lasts just a little bit shorter this time and then that's the awkward moment of like we should hang out soon like we should Ooh. hang out outside of this and you're like yeah, I oh, I gotta go serve this beer over here and walk away from this conversation. Yeah, uh, uh, 
sorry, uh, uh, a talkative, uh, a talkative, sorry, Jesus, can't get control of my tongue. It's this early. It's 1030 in the morning. We know Listen, we shoot this at I like don't have enough alcohol four. in my bloodstream quite yet, <laughs> so uh, we'll get there. Uh, I've already finished two of these cores. I'm just, uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, I mean, obviously I'm going to reference Iguanamax, but, uh, back when I was there for a decade, um, I would have a couple of those regulars that just would be like, I wish you weren't here. But then some days when I would have two people at the bar, I at least wasn't bored because uh, they would talk nonstop. So, you know, I guess there's a silver lining to that. <laughs> there's entertainment value in everybody that comes in there. Whether you like them or not, you still have, like you said, on a slow day, it's great to just sit there and be like, all right, I'll listen to this jackass for another two hours, I guess. <laughs> yeah. What else am I going to do? Scrub yeah. the floor? No. Nope. Let's hear your conspiracy <laughs> theories. Oh, geez. That's got to be some of the best. But... Speaking of some of the best, we've gotten a full five minutes in, and Bobby hasn't even kicked us off. So we always start Dang off this right. question. So to let you know, we're not going to edit anything, uh, mostly because we don't know what we're doing. Um, we'll get there. <laughs> Plus, everyone knows you can't edit a podcast. It's just you, you can't do it. <laughs> Got to keep it original. We just don't have the technology yet. So we're, you know, the questions there kind of just full conversation, um, and then some of the questions you can either call some people out. Or keep them anonymous. But this one's about you. Uh, as a grown-ass man, have you ever shit your pants? It goes without saying, man. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, we're talking about, you know, industry secrets. If, if you're an industry worker, I feel like there was a one point in your life where here in Arizona, you were so close to Vegas, you just get up and go one morning. And you just <laughs> you rally from the night before, and you just head out. That being said, there's been many a mornings waking up in a Vegas hotel room just like, oh, no. And you just... <laughs> You do this awkward wobble out of the bed <laughs> to the bathroom and just like shit, <laughs> literal shit. Ugh. At least you're close up to the bathroom. You just hop in the shower, full clothes, yeah. and you start undressing in the shower as well. Oh it's yeah, just cleaning you up. It's the full body bidet. I mean, I'm very thankful it's never been like a mess, but it's definitely been like, well, I'm just not even gonna worry about that pair of trousers. They're <laughs> just gone now. Just uh. Just making it bake uh, Alaskan cod overnight. Yeah. I want to meet the... Yeah, exactly. <laughs> mm, delightful. You know, I'll, I'll, I'll that say... That took uh, a second to hit me. <laughs> um, Bobby can correct me if I'm wrong, but I, but I believe this may be the uh, the first uh, little shitting the bed oh, yeah. story. Hey, we, we, all right. Had. There we go. There we go. I mean, that's a, that's a delightful first. <laughs> and, so, and, and so, uh, I guess, just a, a few follow-ups. Uh, I have... A handful of questions. <laughs> so is it is it is it the because uh, I know like you can get the beer shits or if you, especially if you switch alcohol types uh, anything too sugary is it uh, is it do you think it's staying up is it the drinking or you eat are you eating the, the heart attack food. grill while you're there like what what's causing like a a blackout pants shitting I would definitely say it's uh, and it's not a blackout. Shitting. Let me just reiterate. Let me just clarify. No, no, that, 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 was, that, 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 was, that, that was obviously I am more me. responsible. I shit my pants while I'm awake. Thank you very much. First of all, that was obviously me projecting. I am working on myself, so I uh, accept my apologies. Oh, it's definitely the drinking, um, especially for me back in the day. I used to be a big Guinness and Jameson fan. Ooh, yeah. Guinness I've been there. is not a good one for them the morning after. <laughs> Ooh, no. you know, you, it's more like that you raise your leg in the bed thinking that it's like, all right, man, it's just going to be a quick little fart. And then you're like, that's not a fart yeah. at all. That was way too wet. There was a noise in there, and it just... Something not so chill happened. Yeah. That, that's the consistency of Guinness. Yeah. Hmm. Interesting. <laughs> What's surprising is uh, Guinness is a dry stout. It's not even like a, a milk stout with a bunch of lactose, because that'll fuck people's stomach up well, for sure. I mean, just a sidebar, I mean, and kind of get us out of the shit talk. Um, 
the, the whole podcast isn't uh, shit talk for the record. I mean, I mean, it could we be. We could go on and on. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we'll circle back. Yeah, we'll fill hours. But like one of the things about like early into drinking, uh, especially as you head more towards craft stuff, I remember just everyone. Um, Guinness is so thick, it's so thick, and it's so heavy, it's like drinking a meal. And, and first and foremost, the nitrogen makes it so easy to drink. I can drink an entire 20-ounce Guinness in under two seconds. Oh it is God. so easy to drink. Um, Where has Guinness at 10.30 a.m.? Because I want to see this. Yeah, oh, we can go to Fibbers. are pretty close by, right? Yeah, yeah, it's all right. There's got to be a bar closer with this. <laughs> <laughs> <after up. laughs> I mean, yeah, probably the Applebee's down the road. Yeah. Uh, but then, like, as I got more into, like, craft beer and into more, uh, like, heavier beers, it just became abhorrently clear that Guinness is not a thick, heavy beer. Like, Scott Decadent will put a brick in your stomach. Oh, yeah. Mm. Uh, <laughs> a Guinness like a is a field IPA. day uh, compared to that. If I'm not mistaken, Guinness actually has less calories than, like, a Michelob Ultra. Yeah. Well, I think, well, like, I think a pint of Guinness is 130 calories. Yeah, well, I think I, it's, like, 106 or, I mean, we'll, we'll, we'll fact check that. Not really. Uh, later on. <laughs> oh wait, we just fact checked it. Chris was right. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, it's 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 somewhere in that like they 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 used to tell like they were one of the lightest beers in the market too uh, calorically, and they were always because I remember bartending. Uh, I was at an Irish pub for a long time, and I would always tell uh, that selling point because the Diageo people would come in and tell me to do that. <laughs> I'll tell anybody uh, who is just I, just ignorant to a lot of these things. I'm, I'm dumb. They just don't know. There's yeah. so much information. Like you guys know your industry. We know ours. Uh, any beer with that low of calories is not going to be a thick beer. Yeah, and like I get that the head looks thick, and it like it is this whole Cascadian thing. But if you just like blow the head off a Guinness, you, it's like very liquidy. You can mm. see that. It's not like it's not like pouring one of these. 1200 calorie pastry no. stuff. Yeah. yeah, where you just syrup coming out of the tap. It flows differently. Like the fluid dynamics of it is actually different than any other beer. Those things are crazy to me. Yeah, I, I remember being blown away by the color and the head consistency, like 1050 back in like the early odds. Oh, yeah. But like these, like, like Chris said, like these barrel aged imperial pastry stouts, they have like their own liquid tension <laughs> that is just so different than any other si- style of beer service. And they're, they're, over a thousand calories at it's, any given time. It's diabetes in a glass, and I love it. It's great. Yeah. Oh, it, it's it tastes delightful. <laughs> no, no doubt about it. I'm not a sweets person, but if you give me like a ten ounce pour of some pastry mm. stout that tastes like a cake, I'm totally in for it. Mm-hmm. It's also thirteen percent, so you know you're right in that wave, right on through. Besides about those, you're, like, you're sipping. It's like mead, right? Like nobody's chugging a pint of mead. Uh, they're too viscous. Uh, I mean, are, I'm sure someone out there. There are it, there are definitely a lot of uh, what, what what do we call them? Uh, Degenerates. Pa- yep. pa- pastry, uh, <laughs> pastry bros and haze boys um, that love that. Like it, I, I think that it's so funny that craft beer kind of revealed that all men just want to drink fruity, tasty shit, but they just didn't want to do it with a fucking umbrella. And it called it a pina colada. Like some of these, oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, some yeah. of these like um, hazy milkshake like things are just some of the most. I'm like, the, the Bahama Mama is bland compared to this. Like, what are you doing? It's funny. I was doing a uh, little beer school thing at uh, Bottle Shop 48 last night, kind of teaching people, like, the differences between IPAs. And I was just, I got this little crowd around me, and I'm just doing such a mediocre job of explaining things. I'm just kind of chatting. And, I'm, and someone <laughs> asked me a question, like, oh, let's get back on page. Yeah. Like, uh, but someone's like, so why, like, like, IBUs, what's all that? And, like, 
a lot of these beers that you're tasting right now are like a lot lower IBUs than they used to be. I'm like, I'm so glad we're out of the 2014 to 2016 range of like West Coast IPA where it was like 100 plus IBUs is what everybody was pushing for. It's all anybody cared about. And one of the girls that was there was like, uh, do you think those guys even like those beers or they're just trying to flex? I'm like, dude, I'm sure someone went to Fate Brewing, got a fatality that was 120 IBUs, turned their hat backwards, and asked someone to arm wrestle them. (laughs) (laughs) I think Bobby's speaking from experience on this one. (laughs) Whether he was the guy or he saw it happen, but still. I got no confidence in my arm wrestling abilities. (laughs) Yeah, that that period of IBUs, and and, uh, I mean... I mean, Chris can probably speak to it better. You would have been at Wilderness at that time, right? Yeah. Uh, and so you definitely had a lot of those. <clears throat> I just call them neck beards. Uh, yeah. <laughs> coming in and accurate, <laughs> and just uh, just always like how many IBUs is in like whatever. Yeah, it's it's funny going through the the stages of beer and how it changes. But at that particular time, twenty fifteen ish. Yeah, it was. Oh, do you have anything over 100 IBUs? No, I do not. You know, bartending, you just have to sit there and indulge in these people that literally have no idea what they're talking about because they don't understand how you make a 100 IBU beer work. And they're just sitting there geeking out over it and just like, yeah, you're an idiot. You know, it's it's one thing to appreciate. It's another thing to just seek it because that's the craze. It's like, I want something over 100 IBUs because it's going to be the most bitter, hoppy thing I've ever tasted. Well, if you're brewing it properly, it's actually not going to yeah, be that be pretty way. pretty malty. Yeah, it's going to be balanced. And uh, you don't really know what you're talking about. And I'm going to sit there and enjoy you <laughs> while you fake enjoy this beer. <laughs> and then in two years, I'm going to watch you drink a hazy IPA. That is 35 IBUs, and it's, you're like, oh, this is the best thing I've ever had. Like, two years ago, you enjoyed everything that was bitter and malty and all that stuff. So, And then you get the people that are going, there's definitely citra in this. I can taste citra, and you're just shaking your head like, fuck off. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you do, 100%. Now go away. Yeah, it, and so to the IBU point, like, and depending upon where you were bartending or, or working at or what store you were in, you could ask for a beer over 100 IBUs and be handed a stout. Yeah, oh, I mean, yeah. People forget that like stouts are also bitter and have massive IBU counts, and that was what confused me about the whole thing. I so I guess it kind of culminates to to your point as well, Bobby. Like when people just they think their palates are so refined or so tender. I watched two grown men almost get in a fist fight. It ruled a beer tempe. That should surprise nobody. Um, were their hats but, backwards? <laughs> but they were literally fighting over like which year, and this is like I think 2015, so it would have been some previous year, uh, it, of which worldwide stout tasted better or different. And I just can't. Was that you, the look you gave them right there? I, 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 oh no! Uh, when when <laughs> you can ask Andy Rich, when I see a fight brew, and I get real interested. Uh, I, I want no part of it. I don't want to involve myself but I do want to observe the entire thing. So uh, I will make no effort to stop it, involve myself. So uh, looking surprised is not something I do. I look very casually, and, but but I'm always very interested. I'm like, A good bar fight always intrigues me. I walked into Krabby yeah. Don's Wednesday, maybe 2 o'clock, and I get there. I get my first beer <laughs> I love all handed this. to me. And I, it's my day off. Uh, so I just had lunch. I go grab a beer, and I literally get the first beer handed to me, and there's me and one other dude, and this dude's, about to pass out and he just looks at me from across the bar and i see him so i nod to him he's like you want to fucking fight and i look at the bartender i look and go yeah yeah <laughs> i sure you're do. hammered uh and the bartender just looks at me kind of shakes his head i'm like i'm not gonna fight but uh 
I'll tell him I'm going to fight him, and then you solve this problem. Yeah. <laughs> Way to be an instigator. Yeah. I was so interested. I was like, let's do this. This is going to be an easy one. <laughs> you want to fight? I'm not even a good yes. fighter, but you are sloppy drunk. I got this. You're probably going to fall off your stool any second now, and I'm totally going to take credit for it. Yeah. I get to go home and flex. Like, I just beat some dude up. Dude was three times the size of me, sober as a bird. I'm an animal. <laughs> Babe, get over here. We're doing this right now. Yeah. He actually technically knocked himself out when he slipped when he tried to punch me, but listen, I handled it. It's no big deal. The cops come with a police report. I'm like, I actually didn't touch him. <laughs> Which actually, you know, since we do have a series of questions that we kind of like use to flow conversation, uh, we, we tend to get to, but do you have a favorite, uh, especially in your litany of uh, different experiences, a favorite uh, kick out or uh, removal of guest story or not even favorite, just anything you'd like to share? Man, there's so many, so, <laughs> so many. Uh, my most recent one, though, is pretty uh, fantastic in how absurd it was. I've already closed the bar. I'm letting everybody finish their drinks out on the patio at Chupacabra. And for anybody that doesn't know where Chupacabra is, it is in the heart of downtown Mesa. Yeah. Mesa's on the come up, but remember, like, it's, <laughs> it's still on the Mesa. come up. It's still at the bottom. Yeah. <laughs> and it's still Mesa. And it's still Mesa. <laughs> so I've got these three drunk dudes. They're fine. They're just minding their own business, hitting on everything that walks, whether it be a man or a woman. Good for them. Um, close them out. They've been fine. They haven't harassed anybody. Um, a little ornery here and there, but they're good. I'm putting up stools in the... In the actual bar, they're out on the patio, and I happen to look out the window, and I do a double take, because I shit you not, they have two bags of cocaine out, <laughs> and they are doing key bumps with random strangers on the fucking patio. Shout out to those <laughs> random strangers for just taking coke from randos. Yeah, just, you know, one guy's got, you know, this one-wheel crew that rolls around, he's just on his one wheel with his black bag of beers, and he's like, oh, cocaine? I'll stop. <laughs> and I walk out there, I'm like... Probably the most calm I've ever been in my life while kicking someone out. I don't know why I just decided to not be rude, but I was just like, you, you're not doing cocaine on my patio right now. Why are you thinking it's okay to key bump right now? Like, you got to go. And the guy just like looks at me and goes, oh, okay. And like calmly like closes his bag, like looking at me like I just scolded my own child. And then like gets up and slowly like takes the long way to walk around the patio to get like, I'm. I'm not going to let you stay here. Like, I don't know what yeah, you're what doing. What did you think? Yeah, just, are you kidding me? Like, hey, man, I'm all about it. You want to do drugs? Do drugs. But do it like all of us, okay? Hide it. Yeah. <laughs> Keep it secret. Be, fucking be discreet. Yeah. Is Co cocaine is literally the easiest thing to be discreet about. Just mm -hmm. invest in a spoon. And go to the Fuck. bathroom. <laughs> oh, he had, the, he had this, he had a special tool for it, too. I, like, it wasn't just a, a regular key bump. He had this little triangular spoon that was, like, perfect for getting right up the nostril. <laughs> and I was like, why wouldn't you just go there to the bathroom? Go. Like, yeah. go to the Go behind the building like I'm pretty sure you were doing all night anyways because there's no way you drank that much and didn't stay sober. Yeah. I do love how following a pandemic, randos on the patio are just like, yeah, I'll just snort your Coke. Uh, <laughs> huge fentanyl As they put a uh, mask issue. back on. Like, yeah. hey, oops. Huge fentanyl issue in the United States. Oh, I'll just take bumps from strangers. Yeah. Just... Wow. Mesa. Mesa. <laughs> you gotta love it. I'm sure I uh, I told it before. Uh, I don't know if I told you. Uh, there's just this random dude that came in. I've never seen him before at Chipa. And uh, he's flirting with this girl. And he eventually goes outside. And I have no idea what's going on. He guy seems kind of normal-ish, but just keeping to himself. And I go out to just kind of... Night's ending. I'm just grabbing some empty glasses. And I see 
Dave and this other guy just like kind of like squaring up to each other, but it looks like they're just chatting. And uh, I'm just walking past them. I get like kind of in between them, just as I'm casually passing them. And the this girl in the patio that was talking to the guy at the bar is just waving her arm, yelling, "Bartender, bartender, fight! There's a they're gonna fight!" And I look at the two guys. They're in their like fifties, and I just look at both of them. I go, "No, no, 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 you're not." Uh, <laughs> and I just, I just kind of grab the dude, the other dude that's not the regular by the by the shoulder. I'm like, "Hey, man, I gotta close you out. Uh, so let's go in right now. We're gonna go walk into the bar." He closes his tab, and he goes back out, kind of walking towards Dave. And I just go right around him, grab him by the shoulder, and just start walking him down Robson. I'm like, you go that way, buddy. <laughs> uh, we have we have names for these guys, Alex. You, I don't know if you've ever noticed this, dude. But we have Motorhead Dave. And the <laughs> yeah. guy literally has a Motorhead tattoo on his hand, a little henna tattoo that a girl did for him. Really chill dude, great guy, but he definitely wants to fight. Or yeah. maybe in his younger days, he was a big fighter. And then we got Bushy Brow. So imagine a guy that wears a straw hat with a motorhead tattoo and a motorhead shirt fighting a guy with the biggest, bushiest eyebrows you've ever seen. Yeah. It's pretty Ooh. awesome. It looked I like two cal- cal- I would have loved to have seen the footage on that. <laughs> yeah. If there was cameras outside, I'd be like, let's see what happens. Yeah. The things that happen after the fight is always the best for me. He's like, hey, let's go back and look at the office tapes and let's see what actually happened. Let's see that guy get knocked the fuck out. Yeah. That. Well, I mean, watching someone get knocked out on tape is always a good time. Now, um, pop that bad boy in World Star. Well, World Star. Now, uh, Chris, since we're talking about Mesa in the Who's weirdness, Chris? I, don't, I don't know that name. Sorry. But when your voice, that name does not make sense for you, <laughs> Christopher. Oh, it's Rogers. Yeah, thank you. It's Rogers to you, Mister Rogers. Um, speaking of weird people in the Mesa area, um. Tell, tell me about a time you had a, an NPC interaction. Like, uh, you know when you're playing a video game and uh, characters like wandering around a circle repeating five lines or uh, a barkeep that has three lines of dialogue. Um, you know what kind of people I'm talking about. Do you have, a, 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 do you have a, an interesting NPC interaction? I, uh, this one actually took me a minute to figure out uh, an example of myself. Uh, I'm not even familiar with the term MP. So, so like, I'm, not, uh, I'm not a gamer. I'm so, sorry. So, I, don't, uh, I don't know these things. Uh, had you been five minutes later, I might have actually prepared prep for this episode, but I didn't, so that's my bad. <laughs> uh, NPC generally stands for non-playable character. So, like when you're in a video game, you'll see like a character walking around, repeating okay. like, you know, I used to be an adventurer like you until I took an arrow in the knee or something like that. And they they generally um, seem like they're broken outside of the matrix. Yep. Okay, got yeah. it, and I got all the stories. <laughs> um, Bobby can attest to this because he also lives in the neighborhood. Um, both of us live within like a mile of each other, yeah. walking distance to the bar. So I like to walk home, ride a bike home. The amount of shenanigans I've seen from people late night that just start <laughs> screaming things out of the order, and you're just like, are you talking to me? <laughs> are we not? I don't really know what's happening here. And you're just yelling and yelling and yelling. And then like, hey, man, how you doing? Just casually like all of a sudden stop their conversation with themselves or whoever is around them that I can't see. And then they just ask me how I'm doing. I'm like, oh, that was really nice of you. Like, <laughs> you're actually a really cool, like, weird guy. You just uh, hit a stroke of sanity for yeah, a second. Yeah, exactly. Like, oh, cool. So the halfway house is that way now. <laughs> yeah. Now I know. Or <laughs> The yeah. prison's this way. Yep. Mm-hmm. The jail's this way. The halfway house is this way. Well, I actually, uh, the other day, I had a really good uh, interaction with one of these NPC characters. Um, he just came out of nowhere and 
you know where the Mesa Police Department is in comparison to the bar. Yeah. And you can always it's tell right it. It's my favorite thing to do is count how many people I can see without shoelaces and a plastic bag in their hand walking down the street. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's so one of my favorite times. pastimes. Like, That's a very oh, specific. The, yeah. the, I know, because you know when you see no shoelaces and a plastic bag, like, yep, you definitely just got released today. <laughs> the, the prison, or the, I'm sorry, the police department is a block away? Yeah. Yeah. From him. Uh, I remember opening up Chupits. I think I got there a little early. It's, it's 11. Just setting up the patio. And uh, some guy, shoes in hand, shoelaces in other hand. He still has the uh, the bracelet, the little wristband of like his release. Of and a everything else in a one-gallon Ziploc bag. And he looks at me, and he, he's walking by. He, may, he gets just past the building, turns around, looks up at the building, looks back at me. He's like, you guys doing free samples? And I literally was just looking. I'm like, you don't need it, dude. <laughs> <laughs> Let me help you out. I like to be a nice guy, but I just I, like I just processed everything that's going on, and I'm like, that's a bad idea. And then I just out loud <laughs> just say, "You don't need a dude." And he just looks at me, turns around, and walks. I'm like, "Thank you." Uh, the guy I'm specifically going to refer to is a young kid, probably like 22 years old, and he's in pajamas. Like no shit, fucking what crime pajamas. Was he like, committing what did in pajamas? you do in pajamas? Like you got picked up at home, or were you just at like the liquor store? I don't, I really, really don't know. But he was so kind. He walked in, and he didn't look like he had been in jail all night long. But he had all he the telltale like he was signs. At a slumber party, exactly. <laughs> and he just comes and like, "Hey man, do you do you mind if I grab a glass of water?" I'm like, "Of course, bud." Like I wanted to like hold him for a second. Like it's gonna be okay, my friend. You're gonna get through this. All right. You got a court date. Just make sure you get there. And he just grabbed his glass of water and then he walked off to the the rail station. I'm like, that's all right. Well, it's better than the usual like tweaker that walks by and just yells out something or curses randomly. It's like, all right, this kid's. This kid's just having a rough day, but good for you. Good for you for getting your your hydration on and not asking me for free beer. Yeah. (laughs) Jesus. I I actually had a a random NPC interaction yesterday. Uh, The uh, the wife wanted to go to Swarrow Lake uh, just for a little bit, jump in the lake. It's been hot. We've been cooped up in the house. So it's like 5 p.m pull up over where like the picnic tables are and I'm like well there's a dock down there we can kind of jump into the water from there uh, you can't jump in the water from there <laughs> <laughs> we had to walk back <laughs> however when we're walking there oh, I, I thought they were trying I had clocked this dude walk coming in he's just kind of like hanging out in front of the men's room and then when we were uh, kind of unloading some stuff from the car I could hear him talking to himself down by the bathrooms so I was like, oh, well, I got to throw this can in the dumpster anyways. It's about halfway for me to him. I can at least see if he is kind of crazy or if he's like on his phone. Uh, just because I'd clocked him coming in and he looked a little off. And he's definitely talking to himself uh, pretty aggressively. Nice. And now uh, he's also six feet away from where I have to enter the dock area. And uh, so he's just kind of doing this thing where he's like talking to a person and then like trying to like politely like let them buy. And it's very weird. And so I, I tell Jacqueline, I'm like, all right, well, just I'll walk behind you because this guy's being weird. And then uh, he started to kind of cross in front of us. So I, I, I walked around in front of her and he literally stopped dead in the middle of the bridge to head down to the dock and just stopped in front of me. Like he had walked over from the bathroom as he had seen us coming and just stopped. And luckily for him... I saw a second entrance immediately <laughs> and just walked right past him and then walked down the thing. And then he like looked back cause I looked back at him and he looked back and then just walked back to the bathroom and then resumed the exact same thing he was doing before we passed by him. 
Now, had there not been another entrance, I, <laughs> I might have had to interact with him. I feel like <clears throat> a good bartender or industry worker that really knows what they're doing is basically like a Jason Bourne on their day off. They know exactly <laughs> how many weirdos are around you at all time. They know all the entrances, all the exits, and they know how fast to get the fuck away from all of you. Hey, man, it's my day off. I'm not talking to anybody. I'm not dealing with fights. I'm not dealing with any of this. I know exactly where to go. I, I am not getting paid to interact with you right now, so I am going to figure the easiest way out of this situation. Dude, straight up the, that, the baseball cap on, the sunglasses on, the, the uh, headphones in, and just look straight and walk fast. Yeah. Oh, that's that's my entire, like, if I go to, like, Goodwill or Walmart or Target or somewhere, I have to be, like, more than 10 minutes, especially if they still have a mask sign on the door. I'm headphones in, mask on. Do not fucking talk to me. <laughs> yeah. Especially people in retail stores. Like, th- that's where NPCs just hang out before they're deployed into the world. Just They're, re- just, they're like, rejuvenating themselves, like, charging a battery <laughs> inside of a Goodwill. Like, I got this. Tell me if you've ever experienced this inside of a grocery store. You're following behind someone. They're not walking fast enough. You go to go around them. They just turn sideways in the aisle to look at one thing, not even remotely close to where they turn the cart, and you're just like having a stroke. Like, <laughs> now I either have to talk to you because you're occupying this entire space or just turn around. Um, and it and it drives me bonkers. Uh, it's just, a, to your point, a lack of self-awareness. Like when I'm... Outside of work, I'm just like clocking everyone. Like, I do not want to interact with you people. I know what's going on around me. (laughs) I know all of the stories already, but I don't want to be part of them. (laughs) (laughs) If you ever go out to a bar with a non-industry worker or you are the non-industry worker going out with a bartender, just know they've already scoped out every table, every bar seat. They're getting upset because the guy behind them hasn't been seen by the hostess yeah, yet. Yeah. We know what's happening. Yeah. It's this weird, like, sixth sense that we've developed over the years. And and it's like ob- clocking it's table ob- touch yeah. times. It's obnoxious. I get it, but we still do it, and it's our superpower. <laughs> yeah. So, Chris, you are, you've got to be one of my favorite guests to come on because you've done so many jobs and roles in this industry, and uh, we got a lot of great questions for you. I'm going to skip ahead. Um, you already have them made up. We've got some questions for you. Oh, um, fuck. So, worst coworker, and if it's me, I'm going to be really disappointed. No, definitely not. Yeah, you like to. <laughs> uh, worst coworker. Uh, fuck. So, these are the ones where you don't necessarily have to say their name, but if you want to put them on blast, we're cool with it. I just, we are cool. Man, trying to remember their names is going to be difficult. <laughs> trying to pick one out is awesome. Even be just difficult. like a, a worst coworker incident of like what you've seen someone do, and you're like, Jesus. Oh man, I was 19 years old. I'm just gonna go straight to it. The only time I've lost my temper with a coworker. 19 years old, working in a kitchen, and this 35 year old man is trying to tell me how to do my job, and I just lost it. And I think my eyes rolled in the back of my head. I must have turned beet red, and I just yelled at this poor little dude, four foot five. I'm six foot three, six foot four, and I just got on top of him and just started yelling down at him, just because like. You're, you're lazy. That's all it is. If you're an old man, you're lazy, and you feel like you don't have to work. And it just, like, if you're going to come to work, work. And I just could not handle it anymore. I was like, just clean the fucking fryers. Do what your goddamn job is or get the fuck out. Like, why do I have to have this conversation with you every Thursday night? <laughs> every Thursday. Like, come on, man. It's Fresh Fry Friday tomorrow. Let's knock this out. Let's get it done and move on with our day and get ready for it. Nope. And I just, young, angry Chris, just unleashed on this little fellow. Now, do you think that he uh, came at you hard like that because uh, he was shorter and you are a giant man beast? 
I mean, probably. Do you think he had some, like, uh, small man complex stuff? Oh, Kind of, like, eating at him? I mean, I don't know. Taking out on a young kid who's tall and beefy? Um... I think, just, I think it was more. Have we talked about how handsome oh, wow. Rogers is? He's a ladies' man. I mean, he's just going to be really awkward guest. for me. I hate when oh. people talk about me. Oh, man. <laughs> oh, I mean, there's going to be so many more compliments coming your way. We're just going to have to buckle up, buddy. But, yeah, we've got seven uh, non questions just saying how cute you look. Oh. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> right. I think with that guy, it was more of the, uh, the fact that I was younger than him by probably 19 years oh yeah so that's, he was like wait a minute so you got the age gap you get the height mean, gap. you get to tell me what to do and you're my <laughs> son's age like, well which <laughs> one are you talking about sir you have like three baby mamas i don't know which one you're talking <laughs> about um but yeah i think it definitely was one of those like you're younger than me you don't get to tell me what to do situations and mm. it's I didn't. Uh, yeah. The calmer, cooler me did not persevere that day i lost it i love it too with the uh the, like well you know i'm, I'm just I got seniority. I'm like, bitch, you've been here for two months longer than me. Like, what? <laughs> and you're not a good worker. So, <laughs> yeah, I mean, uh, I don't know if I'm going to hit the person Bobby was talking about, but there's uh, there's someone in my industry who is almost, a, well, I guess he, he kind of does the same job as I am, but we, we had hired him at one point, and in every job I've ever seen him at, he just assumes he's in charge of everyone else and is just like, and when I hired him, I literally had to pull aside every employee in that department and be like, he's going to tell you he's your boss or act like it. He is not. He is your peer. I'm your boss. And immediately, just like at every job I've known him to have, people were like, yeah, he keeps pretending he's my boss. <laughs> I'm just like, why do you do that? Dude, at, uh, at BRI, we had a dude like that. And uh, we literally got brought on as like key employees the same day. And, uh, he would be like the key bartender. I'd be the key server. So I, I essentially managed every server and he only managed just him because he was the only bartender. Mm-hmm. And uh, he just thought he was the shit because of it. And he'd be like, hey, uh, go back to the kitchen. Tell him to do this. And every single time he'd do something like, tight, got it, champ. Uh, right away, boss. Champ. And someone's like, is that, is he in charge? I'm like, he is now. Right now, he's the fucking boss. And he can hear <laughs> everything I'm saying. Right now, he's in charge. <laughs> he's like, I'm going to jump to it, boss. Tell me how high to jump. I'll jump. Group text messages at work are like the worst thing because you instantly, and the best thing, because you instantly find out who the brown noser is who wants that next management oh, yeah. job while you're just sitting in the back like, I don't really care about this, but they're just going above and beyond. But hey, guys, I really think from now on we should really start doing this, that, this, and this because it's going to make everything work better. You're like, Tiffany, <laughs> Shaquanda, um, Evan, LaCrisha, whatever your name is. I got. I'm throwing out all women name. Well, I'm a dick. I apologize, ladies. Um, Uncovering a little uh, misogyny here. Yeah. Well, I was trying not to throw somebody's name out there. So sorry, Tiffany. No. (laughs) Well, the only Tiffany I've ever worked with is Tiffany Fallon. She is sure as shit is not a bad person. She's She's probably my favorite coworker of all time. She's uh, an angel. Yeah. Uh, One could save the goat. Um, We'll have to have her on here sometime. I would definitely agree with that. I had her guest bartend with me while Bobby's out of town on Saturday, and it was. Like being back in the day when I first met her, everything just flowed. It was like, hey, we're going to do this. Hey, I got that. And it just like things just went off and it was perfect. It was four and a half hours of just pure bartending bliss. And I may have passed her off on all the regulars. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry, Tiff. You got the good bar. You got the good regulars. And you're like, go talk to Rebecca. Yeah. And she's uh, but that's why she's the goat. She she knows how to handle literally everyone. It's yeah, she, it's been awesome to watch her thrive in this industry. She's, she keeps she's, her composure so well too. Like I've never seen her 
get mad at work. After work, I've definitely heard of it, which is <laughs> understandable, but she always keeps it together at work. Yeah. Always, always a delight. Always, always excited to see her. I, I remember the last time I saw her, I had literally just been talking about how amazing she was that day. We, uh, I think I saw you that night as well at the Sleepy Whale um, for Bobby's deal. And mm-hmm. I just, I was just like, oh, I was just talking about how amazing it is anytime I see you. And here you are, delighting, yeah. delighting my day once again. Probably the best pickup uh, Sleepy <clears throat> Whale has had ever was uh, snagging her after Cotton and Copper clothes because yeah. she just brings a great feeling to any bar. And yeah. so many regulars know her. I think she was voted best beer bartender in the valley two years in a row say a couple times yeah, yeah she's well i mean she has so many competencies and she's just she knows how to run a bar yeah, yeah. and not to be like hey you do this you do this. it wasn't like she'll literally she could go and tell an entire crew of people like hey we need to get this done go this, like she, this. she knows like I, but i'm also in the weeds with you like let's just she knows how the whole thing operates top to bottom so she she literally knows exactly what to do like like you said chris it's that flow right like she's one of those people and um, when you find them in the industry, they're awesome. It's like they just know what needs to be done in any given moment and what's not being attended to and how to plug th- themselves into it and get it done. And it's it's such an amazing skill set to watch um, uh, happen. But I uh, I always do love finding it in coworkers. I Well, uh, Jessica Jane from The Local was always when I used to work with her. She's very much the same way. Mm-hmm. Is just always able to just show up behind a bar and be like, okay, well, this needs to be done. I'll just go over here and get this done. And, do, 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 do. and that's why they leave her alone. Let her do her thing Monday through mm-hmm. Friday, and she crushes it. So, so of course, uh, Chris turns this around from worst coworkers to all the cool people. <laughs> that's yeah. hey, I focus uh, on positivity, all right? Yeah. <laughs> uh, so since we kind of started talking about worst coworker, <clears throat> let's let's bring it back to you. What's the shadiest thing you've done on a shift? Ooh. He's thinking. Oh, wow. <laughs> He's like, which one do I want to say? Shady bacon. Shadiest thing at work. I like to think I've been a pretty stand-up employee most of the time. Um, but fuck it. Here we go. <laughs> yes. There it is. Yes. Salty Senorita, 20, 21, 22 years old. And I get moved from my position at Old Town Scottsdale because I'm sleeping with one of the bartenders to the Mesa location. There we go. Well, the new district manager who decided to implement this new rule where you can't sleep with your employees, shocker, um, doesn't realize that... Weird he's involving himself in your your genitalia. I mean, come on, guy. One of my favorite things is when you work and someone then, like, someone has... One manager has to address that you're not allowed to sleep with coworkers, and you're like, this is a rule... You're setting a rule to be broken. You're you're Uh, literally encouraging it. The people that work here is who I'm fucking... Also, when you say we can't do it, we're going to do it. You're only heightening doing it. What are you talking about? Especially at Salty Senorita back in the day, I think two of their general managers are were at the time married and had kids with former bartenders of theirs. (laughs) So like going into this meeting with this guy who happened to be my district manager at my old job and I warned him, I was like, do not bring him on. He's going to make you corporate and he's going to shit all over you. We go down this meeting. He's like, so I understand you're dating one of your bartenders. I'm like, yeah. Absolutely, I am. Just fantastic. We get along. It's great. Cool. And we, when we go to work, we go to work. He's like, it's unacceptable. I don't appreciate it. Our lawyer's sitting there. Why don't we draw up a love contract? I'm like, fucking props to you, lady. <laughs> yeah. She's also a part owner of the company. I'm like, that's fucking rad. Thank you very much. <laughs> Is this a promise ring? Listen, babe, I'm pretty into you. Let's uh, let's drop some paperwork. Mm, paperwork. <laughs> Make a it love contract. But, all right, let's get back on track yeah, yeah. here. <laughs> Thank you, Chris. So he, he moves me from that store to the Mace location but does not realize that their head bartender there is also my roommate. <laughs> so 
I'm cranky. I'm like, wow, I basically got a demotion. Uh, the new or my general manager is pretty incompetent at this new location. Fuck it. I'm all in. And we just start throwing back bottles every night. We are getting drunk on every shift. And I'm not just talking like a little tipsy. I'm getting to the point where it takes me an hour to count a fucking drawer because I'm so <laughs> drunk that I cannot keep track of my 20s and my 1s. And that's when I was like, I can never do this again. I'll wait till after shift. Yeah. And that's when we started throwing after parties. We would shut down at 1. We'd run over to the bar across the street, pound drinks, grab all the waitresses from that bar, go back to our bar, open it up, and drink till the cleaning crew came in. <laughs> that was that's my shittiest uh i like that workaround all right i can't fuck my staff uh but i can fuck their staff <laughs> across the street <laughs> mm-hmm. well it's it's important to uh to have boundaries right yeah yeah um the um the the employees can't have sex with each other policy is just it's it's bound to it's bound to just be disastrous. And and also just from like uh, a standpoint of like, I personally don't like being told what to do, but like on a just general level, like who in the fuck do you think you are coming over telling me who I'm going to fuck? Yeah. I'm going to go fuck your mom now. Like, <laughs> don't fucking tell me what to do. I'll be your new stepdad. I'll fuck, I'll fuck you. Like, I'll seduce you. We'll get married. And then, haha. And all <laughs> jokes the, on you yeah, on a clever ruse Jesus, just to get them like, it's just so it's just such a ridiculous like place to stick your business like obviously like when coworkers are in relationships it can complicate things and, and you do have to like have just a discussion like hey if you guys are gonna like you know have a, a relationship outside of this building it cannot affect the work inside of this building and just make that boundary very clear and you know literally explain like if you bring uh, an outside fight to work, you will be written up. Like, make the boundaries clear, but telling people that they can't do something like... I and, mean, of course, I, that never works because we all know that all, it's never a good idea. It still is going to happen. <laughs> when you spend that much time with somebody, feelings are going to develop. And then that's going to spill over one day with Jägermeister or Jameson involved. You literally and next always thing you know, just go to a bar after. Broadly gestures to all of human history. Yeah. <laughs> like, that's what people do is like they, when they're in close quarters together, uh, especially when libations are involved, um, especially when people spend more time with their coworkers than they do almost anyone else. Like relationships are always going to develop. And I, I did work at a place when I was very young that like tried to control relationships like that. And all it did was make the women incredibly horny. Yeah. It was wild. And, yeah. and it was just, it, it was in a small town and it was like female waitresses cause super sexist owner and male cooks. And wouldn't you know it, all the waitresses were sleeping with all the cooks and that's how it worked. It was, oh, you're going to give me a free basket of fries. I'm definitely taking my clothes off for you later. <laughs> are those chicken fingers? <laughs> Yeah. We, we see each other seven days a week, every day of the year. I mean, th- no way this can go wrong. Yeah, this is a, this is a, a shitty Tinder right now. Like, uh, Alex, you want to hook it up with a PBR? Oh, absolutely. And then I'll let you go and bring up the next question. Let's do one of those as well, if you don't mind. Sir. Oh, get right in there. Well, um, because there Chris is. is so versatile, uh, one of my favorite uh, questions on here, uh, Chris will definitely be able to understand it. As a man who has been versatile in the industry, you're no stranger to a beer festival. Mm. No, you, sir, I am not. You've been an attendee. You've been a volunteer. You've been uh, an employee of an establishment pouring. You've had, one could say, every experience a beer fest has to offer. Mm. Yes. 
Tell me how you say volunteer. It, it's a mandate from the owners. Well, well no. You were uh, working the beer fest. Yeah. Right. But in between that, Chris was, uh, I don't know if you ever did like a, any volunteer for Ash or anything like that. Perhaps. But in any case, Bobby, tell me, tell me about a beer fest creature you have observed. This particular uh, day, I will never. <laughs> no explanation needed. No. I'm never going to go back to the Strong Beer Festival. <laughs> Why is it always the Strong Beer God, Festival? What a, it's always the best shit and worst beer fest. I was working for Arizona Wilderness at the time, and we were pouring some badass uh, sours and stouts uh, that Chris Ray, Justin Gullickson, and I had all made up, and we we're just having a grand old time. But you start to realize, like half, three quarters of the people that are there don't give two shits about what beer you're pouring. Uh-oh. What's the strongest thing you have? Hey, why can't you fill up my glass anymore, bro? That's a 13.9% stout, and you've had about six of them already. I don't care if it's two ounces. You're going to be feeling that shortly. Oh, yeah. And we, I got so irritated, I literally was started pouring people full pours. Like, let's get these people in and out. I want these kegs blown. Let's go. Dude, that is the trick. Um, let's get these kegs blown. Let's get out of here. Our keg blew, our last keg blew an hour before the, the show ended. We packed everything up. We start heading out. And I kid you not, I passed by three people puking on themselves. Not like <laughs> bent over puking into the grass. They're just so drunk. They're just letting it spill out of their mouth <sighs> onto their chest. Girls, guys. It's like a zombie apocalypse though, movie. It was. And I was just like, and this is never again because this is amateur hour <laughs> at again. its best. The 42 ounce tickets, you get 80 ounces of craft beer, and everybody's bringing cherry high ABV beers. You're going Why? to get Whoever hammered. Did, I'm just going to throw this out there. The guy that lets this happen, that designs this every year and gives you the most tickets per year for the strongest beer fest, is a jackass. <laughs> yes. no, one, no one that day, no beer vendor likes you because you <laughs> yeah. allow this to happen. Okay? <laughs> not, not acceptable anymore. Let's cut it down and uh, let's not have people... Ambulances getting called. Yeah. Two different ambulances that day got called because people were too drunk. It's hot outside. Dehydration or just being fucking faded. Uh, yeah. And at a beer festival, it's really hard to control what, you know, your job as a bartender to control the flow of alcohol because you don't know what's happening. And it, just, it was terrible. It is wild in a state where dram shop law is taken so seriously how much responsibility is ob. ob- Oh, fuck, I'm going to not even be able to do that one. Uh, how much responsibility is offloaded? Uh, I can't pronounce obfuscate right. Um, On to, like, nobody. Like, I cannot be responsible for the 40 ounces of 12% beers that this guy has in his gut that I can't tell he's drunk yet because he's rushing around or um, any other series of uh you know drinking energy drinks you know eating like all these different things that like over years of bartending like i've learned that like mask drinking symptoms and like i'm also neck deep in pouring samples i can't stop and give a full bartender analysis even though like i at least know what the fuck i'm doing 99 percent of these volunteers and brewery employees have not tended bar for any significant amount of time, much less three deep serving people Jaeger bombs irresponsibly. Mm-hmm. Um, so y- you're not even getting a proper analysis of these people. You don't have the time. And and then I'm responsible uh, if if I overserve someone and someone observes it. But if I serve that same person and the 
the safety officer or whatever can't tell. And then that person gets into a car and kills someone. Well, who the hell is even responsible? And it's just, it's so wild that, um, that festival creates such, um, of a, of an opportunity for that, that many things. And, And to your point, I mean, post in a post COVID world, maybe, uh, you know, I've, I've attended a few of these beer festivals. They seem to be interesting and, I love Real Wild and Woody. What a festival. Yeah. Great festival indoors. Never been to that one. Indoors. Oh, That's dude. That's probably it's... that probably is the one festival I should have always gone to because I love barrel aged sours, especially. That's Hell the yeah. one I should well, get and to. it's and it's a bunch of brewers trying to impress each other, not customers. Yeah. Like it's it, it's always been my thing. It's like it's like the day I go to flex on other breweries, like and, and try to impress them and get their approval because that's what everyone's doing. And then we happen to let 3,000 people in to see that. <laughs> and and that's really what it is. It truly is like a brewer's festival, like kind of done right. And I've, I've, I've long respected the format. I think we're at like five, 6,000 people now. But indoors, Which if, controlled, if, if, if smaller, more, more smaller festivals that are, that are more like harder to get to. I mean, half the thing about craft beer is like the difficulty of like getting it or whatever, right? Like, do a few more festivals, smaller scale, better quality. And I, if strong beer got moved into the fall after quarantine and all this stuff and you know, the, I think that even that would make a huge difference. Like being out in the sun is just so brutal, man. Here's the thing. Arizona puts on big beer festivals. Uh, when I was in San Diego, big, big it was like festivals. one to 2000 people. Uh, real wild and Woody's a small fest going on three to 5,000 people. That's some states' biggest fests. Uh, strong beer, uh, I think they hit a record of like over 12,000 people. It is just absurd numbers. This is the fifth largest city in the U.S. One of my favorite things about strong beer is, uh, I think it was two years ago, they uh, maybe three, they have, they always have Lyft like, be like a big sponsor of it. Oh, yeah. And they just hand out these Lyft tickets for like, here's $10 off uh, your ride home. And it's, I won't be paying for rides home all year. Well, and, well, that is ten dollars off your first ride ever if you sign up with Lyft. Who's not using this? Like, oh you yeah, are that, that, everybody. you're right. That is right. Yeah, uh, and every drunk person just trying to look at this code with one eye open, the other one squinting <laughs> with their phone swaying and being like, "What?" Okay, the creatures at beer festivals working? are just fantastic, man. Yes, and and yes, uh, Chris reeled it back in. Look at. No, can you come and host this next time? <laughs> because we are terrible, clearly. But yes, um, yeah. now look at the baby, look at the baby. <laughs> now, um, so back to the people you saw puking on uh, themselves. Yeah. Uh, yeah, did you help them? You definitely helped them, right? Oh yeah, <laughs> I'm definitely going to give a leaning hand to those gentlemen and ladies. Yeah. Now there's a famous, um, and and I'm only going to shout him out because he he posts it every year, and uh, you know, Doc, you gotta love him. Uh, it's a pretty famous strong beer festival photo. You know which one I'm talking about? I don't think so. The one where the uh, there's a there's a, a gal bent over puking, and uh, she has clearly soiled herself. Ah. <laughs> and then uh, I'm presuming someone she knows uh, has his hand on her back, and he is also puking. <laughs> yes, chivalry it's, is not dead. It's a it's a pretty iconic photo that Doc posts every year, and uh, did it look something like that, or was it more like laying down, like? No, the one the one that I specifically remember is 
two bros, sun's out, guns out, tank tops yeah. on, <laughs> and they've got this girl's arms around each of their shoulders, and she is just like being held up by these dudes and just blah, just all <laughs> down her, dre- her dress, sundress, whatever she was wearing. I'm just like, I mean, at least they're holding you up so you don't choke on it, but damn, guys, like, get her to the bathroom, <laughs> yeah. get her some water. Clean her up a little bit. The poor girl is just drank. You should not have brought her here. She probably doesn't like stouts, big beers to begin with, yeah. and you just force fed her all of this nonsense. Dude, I every every strong beer fest, I want to bring my lager and then my bailo. Like, and you know that you know the real people that come in and like, oh, dude, you're pouring a four percenter. I'll take that right now. Oh, I've, yeah. had, I've had a little too much to drink. I respect you, sir. Yeah, you're a good man. You're in there for the long. And they're haul. like, where's the food at? And uh, the water station. You're like, God, oh, you're the best. Yep. Mm-hmm. Come back every year. Yeah. I, I literally... Uh, you want to come back here? You can, you can hang out with me in the yeah. shade. Yep. And we'll have a couple beers together, little sippers, <laughs> yeah. and we'll just hang out. Oh, yeah. Every every year I do that festival, I, regardless of what else I bring, I, I bring Pilsner. It yeah. is, And it's always a hit, uh, especially with people who aren't trying to die. <laughs> or uh, they uh, they have to drive, so they've, they've said, like, I'm going to have four beers. And every time they're like 10%, 11%, and they're like, oh, a beer I can actually have... Yeah, because there's there's going to be those people that just want to reach out and have something not what was designed yep. to be there. It's like, oh, man, I cannot do another one of these. I do a, a little beer mosa, like shandy kind of thing at, at my booth now. Uh, you would. I bring like, I literally bring three different fruit juices, bring my lager, and then like you a love, Michelada mix. You love your juices, man. Dude, Sunday, uh, Sundays at Chupacabra with Bobby, <laughs> yeah, man. You guys got like the, three or four different yeah. juices for mimosas, and I, I cover for him. I'm like, what? What was I supposed to do? Oh, shit. Uh, but yeah, dude, it was uh, it was a huge hit, and um, I feel bad for every uh, booth that had to clean our Michelada pours afterwards. But oh. not my problem anymore. <laughs> Alex, here's a question for you. Oh, um, as a bartender that has been around for quite a while in this uh, lovely city, yeah. What is your least favorite drink to make? <laughs> here we go. Um, so Iguana Max will be no surprise to mm. come up here. Um, Figured. So. Um, it's, I guess it's a two-parter. So, uh, we made the mistake of having blenders at Iguanamax. Mm-hmm. Oh my God. There it is. Yeah. So, um, it, it's definitely, um, in, in, in my older age, I've, I've come to learn to appreciate the process more, but again, I didn't spend 10 years like, uh, you know, clear headed and working on myself. I was young and shitty about everything. When I and bet so it wasn't having a, to blend fancy anything. Pina colada was a Coco Real mix and ice. Blending anything made me just so you should have seen the way he just gritted his teeth oh my god the anger is still there it's ptsd is coming through i i I did eventually get over like uh, margaritas because we we did a shit ton of margaritas there we and and we 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 had it on the 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 draft like we built Mm -hmm. a a corny cake draft system for it because we did so many and i learned to kind of get over it with the, the margarita system but yeah because we had a blender and it was always going people be like oh you have a blender and i just no Oh shit, has that been here? The next thing that comes out of these people's mouths is pina colada. Now, in the absence of a blender, um, still a Guanamax, basically anything with cream in it pisses me off. (laughs) Mm, Scooby Scooby snacks. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) Oh man. Oh, fucking God. We just blew everybody's eardrums out. (laughs) Fuck that drink, dude. And. It would be every time I'm like three deep on a Saturday night, just cranking, cranking, Jaeger, but just, just, we're selling 25 grand on a Saturday. Like, yeah. 
just murdering. And then some fucking dipshit's like, five Scooby Snacks! And then every girl sees that pretty, opaque green color. It's like, oh, I want one of those, oh, too. Those. Yeah. And, and like, it, God damn it, it man. It trigger, it's your fault. It triggers a chain. And yeah. then it's inevitable while you're doing this, because... It, it, it fucks up my shaker, so I I either got to, like, clean that right away or throw it off to the side. And then as soon as I've done that and cash it out, it's like, oh, Kelly, can I get one more? I'm going to fucking kill you. No. No. You get <laughs> Cuervo. Did you guys ever see uh, the YouTube clips? of It's called The Restaurant. And uh, there's a dude just, just muddling this drink, hating life. And he's just sitting there, <laughs> and this guy walks up, and he's like, what are you making? It looks good. And he's like, it's called the Heineken. And he's like, cool, I'll take one of those. Puts the shaker tin down, goes around, cracks a bottle of Heineken, hands it to him. He's like, what's this? He's like, that's a Heineken, and that'll be $6. That is amazing. <laughs> oh, my God. There are sometimes I wear, like, I've heard stories about other cities. I've never been to New York, and I really need to go because I hear it's a different level of bartending out oh, there. Oh, dude, it's insane. Where they can tell you to fuck off, basically. It's like, the whole culture. Yeah. If you don't know what you're getting to drink... Like, get to the back of the line. You're not ready. Get out of my face. You no longer have money in your pockets for yeah. me. Somebody who's ready, like, oh, I, I want that. I want to be able to tell people, if you don't know what you want, that's fine. But get out of the way. Oh, yeah, where they, like, roll up, especially being three deep, and they're like, okay, and then they look back. Hey, guys, what do you... Nope. Nope. <laughs> Just moving on. And then to kind of inverse, um, what is your favorite drink to make, Chris? Behind the bar, and, and, and I'll start with mine if you don't have one ready. Because I'm, I mean, my oh. my first reaction is just gonna be whatever's on tap. Yeah. Hey man, what's your favorite? Cool, got you, bro. I gotta say, I fucking love working at a beer bar. Oh, it's oh, amazing. It's it. I wish it was more of a thing during my tenure as a bartender, but it was more like like three deep shots, 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 shots. Yeah. That whole thing, and then like just like pouring sugar on top of sugary alcohol. That was like kind of my whole thing, and people walk up and like they see all these crazy drinks. They're like, "What's your favorite shot?" Or they're like, "Pour me your favorite shot." I'd be like, "Cool." Grab a shot glass, arm just straight down, first bottle, cuervo, up, pour, back down. There you go. He That's knows, seven dollars. He, he still knows how speed rail works. When I I was, that was just, cuervo right yeah, on the right. Boom. Got Bam. Bing, Bing in out mine and was, like get out of my face. Jameson. I was like, "Honey, you really like a girl walking up? Like, I'll take your favorite shot." But like, you're getting straight Jameson. Yeah. <laughs> One of my favorite things when I was uh, bartending, actually making cocktails, was, uh, can I get a sugar rum on that? Of course you can. And every bartender would hear that. It was like the bartenders. You could kind of hone in on everything. And I go, of course you can. And then all of a sudden, the back, of course you can, of course you can. Of course you can. Uh, If I was going to go non-beer related cocktail to make, I actually have no problem geeking out about like a good old fashioned. Fuck okay. yeah. Because yeah. I've been yeah, one of those yeah. guys that I made old fashions terribly for a long time. <laughs> and then you learn how to actually make an old fashioned. And when somebody walks up to me like, hey man, I want an old fashioned, but let's talk bourbon or whiskey or whatever they want to use. Like, you know, it's a preference. I'm like, yes, let's talk about this because it's actually really fucking important. And also how I make it is really important too because you may not like it, but I think I make a fucking stellar yeah. one. Yeah. Um, so yeah, old fashioned. I had a buddy that, uh, <laughs> by the time we both got out of like the cocktail scene of like bartending and I was like, Hey man, like we're going to do a little cocktail night. Uh, I love old fashioned. I'm going to make a few. And he's like, do you want me to grab the lemons? And I was like, Ooh, what? Yep. He's like lemons and old fashioned. And we had to sit there for a minute and he's like, dude, when we both worked at Outback, every old fashioned I made came with a lemon. <laughs> I was like, dude, you made this wrong for years. <laughs> Have you ever been to Wisconsin? No, I'd love to go. Fucking Wisconsin, man. That place is uh, a magical land. However, they have the worst 
old fashioned there's sense diff- in there's, the world. When you order an old fashioned, they ask you how you want it. Yeah, there's it, multiple ways to get it with like soda water and other shit in so, it. So yeah, so um, that's funny because <laughs> I, you 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 know that I worked at DC Steakhouse. Yep, and that's owned by a dude from Wisconsin. Uh-huh. And uh, what I learned real quick is uh, I had a guy come in one time. He's like, "I'll have an old fashioned sweet," and I was like. What? what the fuck yeah. are you talking about? And then, uh, and then Ray leans over and he's like, "It means uh, Sprite instead of soda water." Instead of instead of what? I'm just like, what? <laughs> like my, my brain is being blown out of the back of my skull like five different ways. I'm like, wait, what? And then he's like, "Yeah, make sure you grab one of those marachute." You're giving me a fucking stroke, man. Yeah. Like, I have not been doing it this way ever. <laughs> like, ever. Well, what I, I did like, oh, my. <laughs> Sugar packet. Oh, yes. Uh, when you didn't have any simple syrup around or any Oh, cubes, dude, dude yeah. like, well, no, like, the way they made us make them there was the orange slices we, dude, we, we would have pails of them for Blue Moon. Oh, my God. And the rare event we had to, being an old-fashioned, I would literally have to grab a, a, a maraschino cherry, not not like like sourdough, just like one of the the the, uh, the plastic child cherries. Yep, yep, cherries. yep. They're for children. Child cherry, uh, blue moon orange slice, sugar packet, muddle, muddle, muddle. Dude, I remember the literally being <laughs> trained to bartend, muddling the cherry and a full slice of orange. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, that's what I said. I made old fashions really terrible for a long time. <laughs> I remember when I thought I was fancying it up with a sugar cube. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> and that's what that's what elevated you to a real bar. Too. Is this, is this a journey everyone cube. has? <laughs> yeah, I, I, if you haven't had that journey, you probably were raised like you're too young. You're just too young for this. Uh, I mean, it it is like because like now like um, I work with next to and and some work for me. The, some of the best bartenders I've ever met that are cranking out old fashions I couldn't imagine and just in and always in just such. Uh, an elevated way. I mean, I eventually learned how to make an old fashioned properly, but then to watch these guys go next level is just always so impressive. But God damn, was it a, a journey to get to? It is literally three ingredients. Dude, man. It like it's like, uh, it's bitters, I'll it's whiskey, it's, it's an orange peel. Like get over it. <laughs> I know of two ways to make an old fashioned: regular and then half sweet. Because I want to taste more of my bourbon I'm the same way. or rye or whiskey, whatever it is. It's and uh, Trey fucking crushes that we had on the podcast last time. And uh, I, I don't even have to tell him anymore. He literally was like, old-fashioned, half-sweet. I'm like, nailed it. Yeah, Trey is uh, Trey is obsessed with cocktails in a way that's probably unhealthy, but uh, he does a great job. And I'm loving his new style he's got going, this like weird cowboy He calls theme himself going Indiana Bones. Indiana Bones. <laughs> I mean, he's clearly <laughs> living up to the name. Uh, oh, my God. Listen, I, I, I love anyone who can find their fashion sense and then also uh, has feels comfortable in the environment that they're surrounded in that they can just kind of make those big leaps and hell yeah um dude i wore a tank top in san diego and felt uncomfortable (laughs) yeah (laughs) it's it it is one of those things where i i feel our our industry is kind of fun and unique whether you work at uh you know i guess more mom and pops uh you know if you're working at applebee's probably not a place to express yourself (laughs) but um but like you work in a place uh or or you're a supplier or whatever, but you we're generally surrounded by people that if you take a fashion risk, like with a new hat or something just absolutely absurd, most people just don't give a shit. And that way we, we really do see a lot of people be able to outwardly express themselves and really like, like Trey, like very interesting, unique ways like Levi, like 
Uh, that mullet. Dude, that Ooh. mullet is... And, and it's... How sexy is it? Like, God, it I never, just doesn't like, even make sense. He makes me want to have a mullet, and I've never wanted a mullet in my life. The uh, thing is, is like... It would be one of those things... It'd be one of those things like where you see it on Pinterest, and you try it at home. Like, I would see his mullet, try to make that happen, and it would just... I would look like fucking some weird pedo serial killer. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, like, absolutely. I mean, he definitely kind of looks like... Well, I mean, he looks a little, uh, 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 a little like uh, maybe I gotta take a second glance. But goddamn, once you do, so handsome, uh, that perm, just so perfect and still rocking it, dude. It's it, still, it just it's been months. He did it for Halloween to be Tiger King, and he's still crushing. Is that it. right? Yeah, I did. I was. <laughs> I just thought he was taking an awesome fashion choice. <laughs> no, he he rocked. I'm pretty positive he rocked a Tiger King like esque outfit get, for Halloween, and he's just carrying it on. And people, I told him straight up, I was like. If I didn't know you and you walked into my bar to sell me something, I would instantly be like, yes. Yeah. You don't even have to describe it to me. The way you were dressed, the way you were rocking that fucking hairdo, you got my business, sir. Because <laughs> you have confidence that just oozes from you. It, Levi is, if Tiger King was from Portland, for sure. <laughs> I mean, he's got the mustache. He's got that. The most liberal Tiger King. He, he's, 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 he's got the Mohawk mullet. It's Yeah, it's uh, it's pretty incredible. He absolutely owns that shit. Uh, I wish I had the confidence to like just change one thing. <laughs> like, I was, we were uh, you and we were talking. I was like, all right, we got to do a mullet for our uh, uh, our next Montucky mile. I was like, and then I'm gonna shave it the day. Yeah, I don't after. even know if I can do it. I'm not gonna lie. I don't know. If I, I don't even know if I can do it. The fact that I'm even gonna be running a mile is a stretch for me. If you, I don't even know if I can get like the hair. To just go getting away. the wet long hair you're not used oh, to slapping I you just in the can't face. Wait for the picture, I'm gonna go that old. Uh, I don't even remember the guy that did it with the squirt. They would squirt their uh, hair. Uh, have Have you seen um, uh, Snowfall? I have not. Oh man, there's a there's a dude who's got the big like mullet Jerry curl Ooh. in there. Um, the way they used to do it on the um, the Chappelle show. Oh, yeah. When they were making fun of Rick James and stuff like that, or uh, in Coming to America. But, yes, like, that's it, what I was dude, with. he's this dude that works out all the time. And, oh, you would be perfect. Like, if you get it long enough, we just take you and get a perm and just, I'm like, gonna, show I'm up in. like AC Slater and shit. Just, mm, there mm, you go. Mm, mm, mm. I'll jog the whole thing with a boombox on my shoulder. <laughs> Ridiculous. Just playing I am the uh, I have the tiger. The tiger time, <laughs> the just time. rocking it, just on repeat. My last lap, I'm just playing uh, uh, We Are the Champions. Yeah, there you go. We so uh we're we're almost gonna wrap up. So we got um I got one more question for you, Chris, and then we have a we have a local shout out we kinda do at the end. And uh so um as someone who's no stranger to customer reviews and worked at a place that actually embraced some of the more interesting ones, um, do you have a favorite review uh, left about yourself or just the, uh, a place you've worked at in general? Um, I actually, I typically stay away from all customer reviews. I don't like it. I think it's, uh, I understand it. It's unhealthy for sure. Yeah, I just, uh, you know, everyone focuses on the negative, not too much the positive. So I try not to go to it. Um. So I don't have a good positive one. I've never looked at the positive ones. Uh, I get told about the negative ones about me. because uh, <laughs> Thankfully, it's very few and far between that I get it. So I can't tell you that I have a favorite one. None that are just entertaining or anything like that? I mean, I mean, avoiding them, I guess, gives you a small pool to kind of... An exciting, like, untapped review you've come across. I know, because I, I don't... I just I think I just downloaded Yelp, like, last month for the first time ever. And I haven't even opened it. <laughs> well, well, that's good because so, Yelp is a t- Yelp is the Twitter of uh, restaurant. Yeah, it is. It's in the name. It's, it's like Yelp. it's like I'm gonna cry. And then 
they somehow started like having shitty business practices and then everyone was like, look at what they're doing, charging for good reviews. And then it stopped being news, but it didn't stop being the business practice. Right. I mean, when I worked for corporate restaurants, I, I worked for a couple of local spots out, you know, when I was down on my luck, <laughs> <laughs> working at working for the corporate gig. And yeah, I definitely, you know, they, people can drop off their seat. Hey, send us an email and we'll give you 10% back or whatever it is. And I definitely got some good ones there, but nothing that stands out for me, you know. Okay, that's fair. And I mean, I, I will say personally that uh, staying away from reviews is, is fairly healthy. And uh, I tell people all the time, um, especially having to be a part of two different breweries, um, I just don't read Untapped like, at all. Like, I, I'm part of those groups where it's like ridiculous ones that they post and stuff like that. But I've never found anything useful other than just if I want to really feel bad about myself uh, about going on any of that stuff. Because for, first and foremost, back to our point about listening to these people talk at the bar, none of them actually know what the fuck they're talking about yeah. for the most part. And then if you just observe long enough, the whole system's broken. Like people will literally just jump on, review something they know they don't like ahead of time and just fuck your entire rating. Oh, so yeah. what's what's the purpose? Like if you happen to create an environment where you keep high review status yeah you should use that as a selling and a marketing tool but um you know shout out to doc osborne he said something to me so fucking profound once it changed the entire way i approach this industry and what he said to me was metals are cool the day you win them yeah <laughs> and you can apply that to a hundred different things and holy shit it really just it made me stop giving a fuck about reviews it made me stop giving a fuck about a lot of things yeah absolutely uh, and just focusing on the work and and just to see someone who's so accomplished and such an insane brewer and just, just be, just does the work yeah, dedicated to the process. He knows exactly what he's brewing every time. He's not worried about that stuff. He nope. knows what to do, how to do it. And that's it. Exactly. And I feel like that's, if everyone had that mentality a little bit better, instead of worrying about what people are thinking and just knowing that you are good at your job and you're going to mm -hmm. do it to the best of your ability. If you're actually going to do that, then you got nothing to worry about. Absolutely. And I'm, I'm a worry where I'll definitely be the first person to say like, I hate giving people bad service, and I'll be the—I'll know it the second I the words come out of my mouth where I'm an asshole because I am an <laughs> asshole. Um, but I really appreciate when my bosses are like, "Dude, it happens." Like, yeah, I understand. We've all been there. It—it's gonna happen, and just hey, man, yeah, it is what it is. No, for sure. And uh, well, good on you, Chris. That's healthy. Um, and and it's one of the few healthy things I do, apparently. <laughs> yeah. I was going to say it's a little, uh, little off base, but uh, we'll take it. It's what makes you so lovable. Um, and as much as I'd like to talk to you all day, um, we're a little over time. And what we do is we uh, we'd like to do a nice shout out to local businesses uh, as, we, as we get out of here each, each and every day. Uh, local businesses have kept most of us employed in, in, in uh, cash in our pockets and or um, are our business uh, associates, right? So... Um, I can give a kickoff if, uh, so I, we we'll usually do restaurants. to think, yeah, Alex will give it one. Yeah, give one we, we, we usually, uh, do restaurants and stuff like that, but, uh, really anything just got a sweet Montenegro tattoo from Miguel Mora over at innovation Inc. And, uh, he's a homie and, uh, quite an accomplished bartender himself. Um, but he's been tattooing since kind of quarantine went down 16 different people that tattoo. Um, seven, I think, uh, 12, 12 West gang gang. Okay. All right. Yeah. Um, so, uh, yeah, a lot of the OG staff and management wanted to get a Montenegro tattoo. It's yeah, kind of like I love Montenegro. Yeah, it's uh, it's one of our favorite house pours. Uh, we we sell a ton of it over at Twelve West uh, downtown and sell. <laughs> <laughs> 
for legal break even on is what you meant to say. Uh, no one, no one has any idea whatever Dirty Mike gets up to. But uh, yeah, there's definitely a lot of Montenegro being poured, um, and uh, and we love it. So yeah, uh, a bunch of us went and got it. Uh, Miguel Mora. Uh, as much as he is an accomplished bartender, he's a very talented tattoo artist. I've wanted to get a tattoo from him for years. Uh, even though it's a small one, I'm pretty excited about it and happy to go back. Uh, he's been over at Innovation Inc. for a little over a year. Clean shop. It's much bigger than it looks. And it's right next to uh, the Wandering Tortoise for beer fans. Um, so I actually got mine done. Me and Chuck got ours done. We went over, grabbed a pint of IPA, grabbed two packs, of, six packs of hams and went back to the tattoo shop yeah, and, nice. and started cranking out. Um, so it was a good time. Um, and, uh, yeah, I definitely, uh, recommend them for anyone that's in the mood for a tattoo, followed up with a nice, delicious local beverage from a local business. Kelly, uh, I'll give a shout out to, uh, more specifically, uh, Adam and Kelsey from bottle shop 48. In oh, that's my next stop. Uh, those guys are phenomenal. Uh, they invited me to do um, that little beer school. Kind of just they're going to do one once a month. Uh, they anybody can join. You get ideally the, the goal is four pours of four little five ounce pours of beer that they don't charge for you to come and just enjoy and learn and have a have a couple sips of, of some great beer and they're gonna. We did the IPA, but they're going to switch it up with all different styles. We get four free pours, and then they, they give you a discount on anything that we taste that night. Uh, this was the first one, and we did, like, nine. <laughs> like, uh, So the people who showed up for the first one nine got... Nine beers? No, it was nine, like, five-ounce pours. Okay. It's supposed to be four. Um, and we just... Everybody was loving it. We had a great time. Uh, I will literally be... I won't be working the next one, but I will be attending it just because I had such a great time doing it. Uh, and then they still gave me a free four pack of any beer I wanted. So like pick and choose four dope beers and they've got expensive beer in there. And so I picked them a nice four pack and of course you did. Uh, just going for those expensive ones. I didn't pick the, ex- I picked a expensive one uh, and the rest were like pretty staples. You know, I, I'm, co- I'm cool with a pale ale. I'm cool with like a, a local lager. A sipper, like man. Something you can yeah, come back like, home with and finish oh, the night yeah. off with. Yeah. Yeah. I just, I did a beer fest on Saturday and Lonesome Valley Brewing Company's like, Hey, what do you want? And, they had some crazy thing, and they're like, and a pale ale. And I was like, pale ale. Yep, sold. For sure. Sold. <laughs> and, it, and it was delightful and yeah. awesome. They don't make them anymore. It's hard to find a good pale ale. Um, so, Chris, let's hear your uh, local shout-out. Uh, my the local hangout right now is uh, right down the street from my work, Kate Chevre. Oh, fuck oh. yes. Mm. Orvid Cutler and his Orvid. wife, Maria, over there, they crush it their sweet plantains are so fucking good oh, i get Lord. this i try and deviate on my arepa every time and i go back to the same thing and because of those sweet plantains and it just they get me every damn time some of those outstanding people i've ever met oh and they're yeah exactly they're fantastic people i've oh great human beings great food um best secret ghost kitchen in mesa oh also. yeah oh downtown burger Dude. delivery when you are drunk <laughs> Or hungover? Oh, dude. my God. What? Or just, what a, like, or even sober. What a gangster. Good. Also, this dude, this dude is, is, you know, he lives in Gilbert, but he loves Mesa. Uh, so much so, he opens a business in downtown Mesa and then does a specific burger for, like, four or five different businesses in Mesa. So you can get the Chupacabra burger, you get the Oro burger, the Cider Corp burger. The Atomic burger like, with the hot Cheetos. It's, he is, uh, he's, I'm stoked to have ever met him. Um, dope dude. I'm actually bringing him out to San Diego in July nice. to play the oh, Overline tournament. Oh, he told me the tournament. Overline tournament. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. 
So. Yeah, his his work ethic and um, just approach to culinary and their genius is just pretty unmatched. I mean, when they first opened up, my wife's like, let's go check that out. And we all just fell in love. And then he's just become just this awesome staple of Mesa and just... And for those that don't know, it's it's Venezuelan food. It's yeah. Phenomenal. So it's not something you, you you regularly see around town. And they've got this cute little restaurant knocking out traditional Venezuelan food mm-hmm. that is killer. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, great I'm a, sh- I'm great a fat kid. I love food. Great shout out, Chris. <laughs> Thank you. Solid shout out. I'm so, probably going to go down there for lunch. Yeah. All of a sudden, well, I'm like, damn, I'm kind of hungry. This yeah. beer is like <laughs> making me. Oh, I got well, the beer munchies. And it comes full circle because I'm headed to Bottle Shop after this. There we go. So, uh, Christopher, you're handsome, you're great, and you're talented, and we love you. Yeah, and uh, thanks you. for joining us. Um, make sure to check us out as well on Two Barrels Pod and uh, Dr. Doctor when I'm rambling uh, about my problems to my friends. Yeah. Uh, we'll and, s- uh, hit us up on Instagram at uh, uh, Industry Secrets. And uh, send us some of those pictures of your uh, beer fest creatures. Yeah. Ooh, I like that one. We'll post them up. Does it have to be uh, beer fest creatures? Can I just start posting like Mesa creatures? creatures? Yeah, like, send some creatures. <laughs> Listen. Hashtag uh, beer creature, hashtag late nights. I don't yeah, know yeah. which one it's going to be. <laughs> We're looking for that page interaction algorithm so you know it's important. But, yeah. uh, so uh, thanks for listening. Keep on. Keep on.